Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by 10,000 incredible workout gear. It's something I've recently gotten into. I've got a couple of packages from them. Absolutely love the stuff. Uh, Super high-end, super durable. And I also love the branding very much in line with kind of like what uh, both of us do, Joe. Yeah. Uh, so excited about that. Uh, I told them that our listeners would love to get some of the stuff. So they've given you guys a code, Maximus15, for 15% off. So go get yourself some uh, 10,000 gear. You'll see Joe and I sporting it a lot over the coming weeks. Um, so we're super excited for that. We're also sponsored by Lalo Shoes, uh, www.lalo.com. Use the code Maximus20 for anything on their website. But what you're going to do is you're going to buy the Maximus shoe. Um, Completely not biased here at all. Um, (laughs) The objective, but go get yourself a pair. They will increase your deadlift, make your love life better. Uh, I heard someone... Uh, scored the all-time high record on the SAT tests while wearing them. Um, I cannot confirm that, but I'm trying to, so I'll get you guys some links to follow or some at some point so you can believe it. There we go. So the bills are paid. Joe, I want to ask you about uh, the carnivore diet. I actually shocked. uh, I sent you a text the other day. I don't even remember. It was like day 11 or day 12, and I was blown away that it was this far in because I kind of feel like yesterday you started. Yeah, I know, right? It's going so fast. Yeah, right now, honestly, sitting here right now, it's day 13. So, I mean, I'm almost at the halfway point. Now, I was thinking about where we were going to go with this and and, and what I wanted to ask you. And one of the things that struck me was I was there with you kind of, kind of, you know, every step of the way for your transformation. Yeah. And I remember not a lot of complaining, but it wasn't easy for you. No. Like it was a struggle to stay on the diet. It was a struggle. And so the fact that you're on day 13 of this diet, we talk a lot. I mean, we talk every day and mm-hmm. I haven't really heard one thing about it from you, which tells me either you're completely off of it or <laughs> it's completely sustainable and it's it's worked out really well for you. I mean, so far, I, I can't complain. I, I just really can't. It's been going really well for me. Um, I... Looking at the the numbers, we have an in-body scanner at the gym and and things are going the right direction and and they're going even quicker than I had anticipated. Um, I don't know if that trend will continue, if it'll accelerate, if it'll decelerate, but uh, it it just seems to be going well. I just, there's nothing really to complain about. Whereas before, um, I I think you you might remember this because we kind of commiserated about this, but usually by about Thursday morning, I was so crabby on that diet. That I was just yes. like, just carb crazy. And so I would have like my little cheat meal on Thursday and then that would get me through t- till the next week. Um, that hasn't happened. I haven't had any ups or downs. I haven't really had any odd cravings. I, I, I mean, total transparency, I, f- I still feel like I should be snacking. Like I should be grazing. Like I should be, I don't know, munching on something, but I'm not hungry. So, I mean, that that's like the, the only craving that I've had since starting this whole thing, to be honest with you. So uh, it just seems to be a good fit. And I just, it's just kind of what I'm doing now. Okay. So you, you obviously heard the little one in the yeah. background because he's, he's made his life mission to ruin every <laughs> podcast we record, by the way. Um, it's like we, I've been doing anything all afternoon. He's been chill. And then I hop on the computer and the podcast and he decides he's all up in my business. But 
There's multiple things, speaking of him, that could derail you on this thing. Mm-hmm. Kids could derail you yeah. because you're sitting at home on a Saturday night, your kids are eating a pizza, and you really want the pizza. That's kind of a hard thing to deal with. I always found, Joe, when I lived by myself, when I was fighting in the UFC, it was super easy to monitor my diet because I never had to check myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't someone in front of me eating a plate of pancakes when I was like – trying to only eat meat or I was trying to eat a healthy thing. So kids can derail you. Your wife can derail you, you know, because you're expected to have family dinner. And there's something that happens to people, Joe, where, and I don't know if you've experienced this yet, where you go out for barbecue because I've seen you eating some barbecue Mm -hmm. and you got a plate of brisket and ribs and wings, but somehow everyone at the table thinks you're an asshole and starts picking (laughs) on you because you don't have mac and cheese or a biscuit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you you laugh, but has this happened? Because this no, is a common thing. No, because this, was- this is me setting very, very clear boundaries, right? So uh, I, I will tell you, like I, I have had barbecue on game night because I'm sitting there with the guys and I just ordered DoorDash and it shows up in a, in a you know styrofoam container, a planet-friendly styrofoam container, and there's a ton of French fries in there. And I just I pull the French fries out. I toss them right in the trash. I don't even offer them to anybody. Just like no, I don't want these. And I just get rid of them. And then I just sit there and I eat my meat. And nobody really thinks that much of it because I don't make a big deal out of it. Like what what business is it of theirs? What I'm eating anyway? Yeah. So my my guess though is that's a good strategy for people to use. Don't call attention to what you're doing, and people don't notice. Yeah, right. Like I mean, it's just what I do. Like, you think. Do you think it would have been different if you would have announced, hey, everyone, I'm on the carnivore diet? Because then people got to ask questions and stick yeah. their nose in business that doesn't belong in. If you just eat, people might say, hey, Joe, that's a lot of meat. Yeah, I love meat. Yep. And that's the end of it. The minute you say it, you're on a diet, it's almost like people feel the need to debunk it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, if, oh, I if, read this or I read that or the, the one I get is you're missing an entire nutrient profile. Like, yeah, right. maybe Thanks. for like a while, I guess. Okay. I'm not starving to death. Well, the other the other thing is like they're assuming that that's the only thing you ate that day. Yeah, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're judging your entire – this happened to me on Instagram the other day. Some guy came at me for eating Doritos. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I love Doritos. Number two, you saw one Dorito post in the last – I don't know, three months. Do you therefore assume that I eat that six times a day? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so you you haven't had any blowback from community, nothing like that. What no, about not really. What about at work? Any weird questions? Um no, because nobody really sees what I'm doing, to be honest with you. Because like it's I can kind of sneak back into the break room and just eat out of my little my little Tupperware container and nobody says anything. Now, the people who do know what's going on are just very interested. And a couple – like I've, I've had uh, a couple of people who are just I think legitimately curious. Um, there's a couple people even that are, are interested in trying it themselves. And I think they're just sitting back and just waiting to see like what happens to me. But it, but again, it comes down to the thing that it doesn't sound like you're walking around wearing a carnivore t-shirt trying to no. announce you've arrived to everybody. No, and I think part of that is because where I'm coming from on this thing. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to do this to get attention. I really – I'm not. I mean I even hesitated to talk about it on the podcast because 
It's not something that I'm doing because it's trendy. It's not something I'm doing because I want to, you know, throw my hat in a particular ring and say, I stand with the meat eaters against all other dieters. Like that, that really doesn't have anything to do with it. It's something that I decided I needed to do personally for myself. Uh, and I thought it would be interesting to, to track that and, and share that with, with the people who do follow me on social media. But it, it wasn't something that I was trying to draw attention to myself. So I think even even though that does happen, you know, people, they always say, like, they'll always tell you if they do CrossFit or if they're a vegan, you'll find out. You don't have to ask, right? And I feel like because I'm just like, nope, this is just what I'm eating and I, I prepped my food and I'm ready to eat and uh, I just sit down and I eat it and I'm not shouting about it from the rooftops and I'm not coming at other people for eating other food. You know, uh, and again, it, maybe it helps because I'm a trainer, but there are certain people I train who are like, they don't eat meat at all. They're vegetarians, they're vegans, they're on different diets. And so I have to know more about those diets than probably the average person. Yeah. Because I, I do have to like coach people through with those limitations in place. And so if they ask me what I'm doing, uh, I'll tell them I'm, I'm carnivore. Uh, I actually had that conversation uh, not too long ago where I was uh, talking about supplements with a lady. And, and her little son, who was probably four or five years old, was sitting there, and she was going on and on about how it's so important for vegans to find a good protein powder, and the stuff that we were selling is good, and she really liked it, and even her son takes it, and he's vegan. He has been his whole life, and he's perfectly healthy. And I was like, well, that's that's great. It's a, it's a very difficult diet to, uh, to really make work, um, but it seems like it's very accepted. Like, they're vegan restaurants, you know? And uh, she said, oh, are you vegan? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Not me. But I do understand, like, the struggle. I understand where you're coming from. And I think that's just part of being a decent human being, number one, is being able to just listen to people. But also not feeling like I have to push my agenda on anybody who's doing something that's different than me. Because so, it's, it's not my agenda. It's just what yeah. I'm doing. And that's where I think people get themselves into trouble, Joe. Because, like, I think about the diets that I've hated. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And first of all... It's completely irrational if I hate somebody else's diet. I want to make that yeah, clear. Yeah. What what somebody else is eating should be of no business to me, first of all. I mean, maybe if I suppose I had a friend who was really overweight and eating all kinds of bad food and I was worried about them, that might be an issue. But for the most part, what you want to put in your body shouldn't affect me. Yeah. Say that blanketly. And so like whether it's the paleo diet, I didn't like that one. I didn't like the zone diet. I didn't – you know, it's more – it's not the diet that I hate. It's the person that's got to ram it down my throat. Yes. Where we sit at the table to eat and I order, I don't know, uh, my, my McDonald's hamburger and I order it with the bun and I'm mm -hmm. about to take a bite and then you've got to say, you know, Bobby, you should really be eating carnivore like me. Holy shit, dude. I thought I could just enjoy my meal and it, that's what the real problem is, I think. So if you're uh, if you're experiencing some blowback from people in your life um, for your diet, maybe shut up about it. <laughs> don't, well, don't announce it because they're not they're not gonna notice anyway. Let me ask you a question, Bobby. How many conversations did you have today? Individual conversations. Uh intelligent ones i've talked to my kids all day <laughs> okay it's a, yeah it's, it's the weekend so on, on a given work day 
how many different conversations oh you think you have? Because I'll tell you right now, I have a lot of conversations. Yeah, my girl- day is like conversation after conversation. I have clients every hour on the hour for anywhere from eight to ten hours. I have a lot of conversations. How many of those conversations were me having an argument with somebody about what I eat? Well, that's like none, none of them. So if you're going through your day and you have what, three, four, five conversations with people about what you're eating, the common denominator here again is you. you. Yeah. It's it's funny you say that. There's a girl at my grocery store. I call her girl. She's a lady. She's probably 60 years old. I don't think I've ever talked to her about my workouts or my food choices. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and even when prompted, like, oh, you're buying a lot of steak. Well, I'll have you know that steak – no, I don't. <laughs> I don't engage in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just easy. And I'm trying to also think when people came over for dinner, I've eaten with you a fair amount. Yeah. I can't really tell you even what you have eaten. Like <laughs> we – I'm trying to think back. We went to the Cheesecake Factory in Houston. I don't know. You, I, you either had a salad or buffalo blasts or eight pieces of cheesecake. Like I can't – if you would have announced it to me, I would remember. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you told me I'm only – I'm on the high antioxidant diet. This is prescribed by – okay, Joe, cool. Then yeah. I would remember. But then I would probably make fun of you too and come after you for it. Well, and honestly, if if you're so picky about your food, why the hell are you eating at the Cheesecake Factory? Like you should be hand baking everything that you eat. That's the other thing too. So you haven't got a lot of uh, a kickback from people because you've managed it properly. But has there been any? Because uh, it seems like it's pretty easy to follow. Have there been any times you've been close to breaking? Uh, no, I mean like my my kids will usually get uh, like some Culvers on the uh, on Fridays. I, I take care of the kids all day Friday because I'm off work, and that's just like one of our traditions. I'll run through. I'll get them a little bit of ice cream and and like some chicken tenders. So, and some French fries, their little kids' meals, and I'll take that home. And it's not, it's not the food, right? It's not the yep. food that tempts me. Like the Culver's burgers are great. Don't get me wrong; I actually, I really enjoy them. Their mushroom Swiss burgers, one of the hey, best well, out there. Up. But, but what, what the fuck is a Culver's? This is see, like a- you're, this is this is because you guys you live outside the Midwest. So Culver's is like a, it's I won't call it a fast food restaurant because everything's made to order, but uh, it's like a like a drive through fast food restaurant where they do frozen custards. So like a kind of like smash a, burger slash Shake Shack slash of, yeah. something like that, but it's yeah. a chain. Yeah, it's it's a, it's just a. I think it started in Wisconsin. They have them in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Midwest kind of base is thing. Culver's, is a Culver's um, the custard really that much better than a Frosty? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I probably yeah. insulted like because I'm always <laughs> and, and let me let me be clear. I love a frosty. Don't get me wrong. Frosties okay. are legendary, but if I had to choose, I would 100 percent of the time choose Culver's. I, I just I you know, I just want to say to everyone in the Midwest, I apologize if I offended you. First of all, <laughs> um, I I called a dude did this football guy with his little glasses. I called him Joe Lombardi. His name's actually Dave. Um, <laughs> people got mad at me for that, which I, I'm sorry for. And now I've probably got lost some fans over Culver's or whatever it's called too. So I yeah. hey, apologize. Ne- for that. Next, next time you're out my way, I'll take you to Culver's. It'll be worth it. Good. But, right. but, but what in any case, what I was saying was it, it's not, it's not the specific food. Like I'm not sitting there going like, gosh, I wish I had chicken tenders or gosh, I really want to eat that cheeseburger. It's the convenience of it. 
You know what I mean? It's just like, God, it would be so easy for me to just like to buy a, a you know cheeseburger basket and take it home and just eat with the kids. But instead, I got to go home and actually like, you know, throw some meat on the grill or heat something up in the microwave. Um, so it's it's the the ease of of sticking to it is it's like that's the thing that that's more tempting do you think do you think part of that too though is like is there an emotional component to that to like you feel like you're missing out with your family i mean yeah a little bit i think i think i've 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 managed to kind of preempt that because for the longest time i've just been making my own food anyway either due to my work schedule or, or what have you like usually you know, the wife, the kids, my, my in-laws will sit down and they're having one meal and I'm, I'm eating something completely different anyway. Got because it. I'm either coming home an hour later or I'm not eating what they're eating. You know what I mean? Like, so it, that, it, that's almost just accepted now. Because that seems to be an issue for a lot of people when they feel like they're missing out. Yeah. Like you're somehow not part of the crew or the club. Well, that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole birthday cake at work scenario, right? If like you feel pressured into it, there's a lot of social pressure to give into that. But well, I, it, I just, I, I just, I've, I've made my stance like well enough established. Like I said, I've, I've just set boundaries around it. Where, no, Karen, I don't want a piece of cake, but you know, thank you for offering. Again, you don't have to be a dick about it. Oh, uh, cake is for fat people. Only, only loser idiots eat cake. Like, no, 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 it's not that. It's, it's like, it's hey, I, I very much appreciate the gesture, but, but, but I, I can't accept. But. I will tell you, Joe, people do have an issue when you're not part of the gang. Like I've been out for dinners before and it's it's really funny because you know me. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I put a lot of what I eat on Instagram. Like, for example, this morning I posted some pancakes. Mm-hmm. Last week I posted some Doritos. Sometimes I post ice cream. Like I'm pretty open with what I eat. Do you feel I've ever tried to hide anything? No. No, I mean I'm pretty honest. I have fries, pretty bird uh, – Fried chicken, like I don't, I don't hide the bad stuff I eat. I'm not one of these people that strive well, to convince. Listen, if you ever refer to Pretty Bird as bad again, I will have your tongue, sir. Fair enough, you are right. I meant more um, <laughs> traditionally accepted as non healthy by societal standards. Is what I meant to say, but you, you know what I'm saying. I don't. I'm not one of these people that pretends I eat boiled chicken. And, and broccoli and then lies to everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I remember being at a table with a bunch of people who knew me and I didn't order dessert. And the comments were, oh, big guys on a diet. Big guys into fitness, likes working out. And I'm like, have you not been to my fucking Instagram? Yeah. Like, do you not see how I eat? But they're so pre-programmed to just make that judgment where you're the one that's not eating dessert. People notice this really happens with drinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for real. If you're out and you're not having a drink, I if I had a dollar for every time that I was asked if I was recovering, mm-hmm. be like recovering <laughs> from what? My legs held this afternoon? <laughs> that's, that's a great answer. Yes. How long you been in recovery? Uh, since noon. <laughs> Finished my leg workout, you know. 10 by 10, people assume that you have a problem with alcohol if you're not having to drink. Yeah. It's like, no, maybe I just don't want to drink. Or meanwhile, I was with that same person and having to drink the day before. Like, yeah, I've been an alcoholic for one day. Yeah. Like, thanks for, thanks for noticing. But people do have a, seem to have an issue with that. Um, But it's feeling left out. So I was wondering if like you ever felt left out if, if Jojo and Max and uh, Megan were all getting food and you're kind of like, 
off to the side eating on your own. I mean, yeah, that it, it happens, you know. Yep. Um, we, we, we had the whole family together and everybody was eating pizza, but the wife and I had our special diet that we were on, so we weren't able to eat it. And again, I realized it's not, it's not that Domino's pizza is so good that I was just going to throw every goal that I had set for myself out the window. Yeah. You know, it was more of like, I was, I was attracted to the idea of just how much easier that would have been. Yep. And so it's like this, this, this convenience factor is really more powerful than even like a specific food. It's not, it's not like I'm lying awake at night going like, God, I would give anything for like a slice of pizza. That used to be the case. And that's not what I've been experiencing on this at all. Do you think, do you think some of that is there's truth to the sugar craving steel? I think that, well, this is, this is part of my motivation for going on this is because that was something I was constantly struggling with. Yep. And so now here I am and it's like, yeah, man, pizza sounds good. And and like, I would like a slice. I don't feel like I need to eat like a whole thing, but I realize, I realize if I give into that slice, it's going to be two, it's going to be three, it's going to be a whole pizza. And then you're done. What would be worth it to you right now? I mean, if I if I had to to choose something, God, Joe, not know. if you had to. Listen, everyone's got a price. <laughs> what so, would the price so, be? No, no, no. Here's the deal. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna play a little game with you. I actually did this did this at home the other day. Um, you're gonna die in five years from mm-hmm. today. Okay. I'm gonna pay you a hundred dollars. Is that worth it to you? No. A thousand. Nope. Ten million. Mm, no. Okay, so, so I, I had to think about that though, right? <laughs> yeah. What What about a billion dollars? Oh, all right. See, I, the, reason, <laughs> the reason I say that, I'm not saying you would do that. Right. But there comes a number, and it sounds pretty extreme, that you're going to die in five years. But with a billion dollars, now you're thinking you could live an incredibly good life. You could have multi-generational wealth. Yeah. For JoJo and Max, well, I'm and thinking of like I could do kids. a lot of good for the world with that. You could kind do of a research. lot of good for the world. You could, I mean, like there comes a number where I'm not saying you would say yes, but there comes a number where you start to think about it, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't ever look in terms of things anymore as selling out or not selling out. Like there's things I'll tell you I would never ever do. You put a million bucks in front of me, shit, I'm, I might, I might do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my number, my answer will change. Um, and so, and that depends how much money you're making too. I actually had a good buddy who played in the NFL who's got a lot of money and it wasn't worth him, worth it to him to play in the NFL for $3 million a year. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what do you mean? I'll do anything for $3 million right now. Like I'll give you my foot for $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just but it's a different when you have like 30 million in the bank yeah exactly you know what i'm saying and so I, I guess my question is what would you break on like would it be is there one thing that you have to stay away from no i'm just no. i'm just not <laughs> nothing is that appealing to me right now i mean honestly if you if you were like hey do you want to go and get something to eat i'd probably order a steak you know what i mean like i i can't imagine not at least hey. not right now. I mean, down the line, I, I don't imagine in my in my life that this is going to be sustainable forever. Because I mean, I do want to have pancakes with my kids. You know what I mean? I do want to be able to enjoy a nice Culver's shake. 
I want to be able to enjoy some of those things. But that's the problem is I can't enjoy them right now. And it's not because I've decided I'm 100% carnivore. I can't enjoy them because as soon as I take a bite, I start feeling a certain way about it. I start feeling out of control. I start hammering myself with guilt or with worry about, well, this is the reason why I'm not in as good a shape as I need to be in. And so this whole thing leading up to it is just me establishing an understanding with myself. I'm just saying, it's not that you can't, but you have to be this strict. You have to be this spot on most of the time. And then one pancake ain't going to make a lick of difference in the world. No. So I was I was talking to an actual client today about, about this, how in general, intensity is the inverse of duration. Yeah. Right? And you see that in society. You see it with politics. If, if we're on the left too long, the pendulum swings and it doesn't stop in the middle all of a sudden it's way back to the right. Yep. Um, people come out of, I mean, you see it with, with people that have been married. They're married for seven years. Uh, they're home every night with the kids. The minute they get divorced, they're out partying every night and they're yeah. off the rails for a few years. You see yep. this a lot. Um, it's kind of the pendulum effect. And so one of my things is these extreme diets, I think you're doomed to failure. I'm not saying carnivore is extreme for you, but if you bite off something that you can't handle long term, you're doomed to failure in the future. Yeah. Because you fall off the bus, so to speak. You're not going to fall off the bus. You're going to fall off in front of the bus, get ran over, and spit out. There's a, I remember reading something about the biggest loser, how 90% of people in that household gained all their weight back within yeah. a couple of months of being out, which is shocking to me. But, but it, it makes sense when – Everything's weighed, measured, calories are, are restricted that you just can't sustain that. Do you do you feel like this carnivore diet, like do you feel there's any danger uh, on day 31, if you will, that you're going to be susceptible to that? Because it doesn't seem to me that you're looking at it like that. Like you're almost looking at it like it's a long-term thing. I, there's no way that I'm going to come through this and not be changed by it. You know what I mean? Like that's the expectation. What I don't intend to do is to get through day 30 and then go back to where I was on, you know, before day one. Okay, so I want to take you back to your CrossFit days. Mm-hmm. It's a 30-day paleo challenge. Yeah. 30 days, you are perfect. You've got the knee-high socks. you got the progenic supplements. I don't know if that's paleo <laughs> or not. Uh I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't make fun of CrossFit. I actually, this is this is actually a true story though. Um, you CrossFit had a Paleo challenge, mm-hmm. and uh, Tommy put it on, and and I watched this for thirty days. People in his gym did everything right. They were perfect. They lost a ton of weight. They were getting more fit. They were into the lifestyle. I was psyched. I'm like Tommy. This is incredible. Um, I remember we had a talk about it that I was blown away that he could motivate so many people. What a yeah. great thing! Everyone should do this. Until I went to, on day 31, the party they had at the park on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> you, you laugh. I, I feel like you. Um, and, and it was, it was a, a, a festival of ice cream, booze, uh, gambling. Uh, <laughs> strippers were there. There was a couple of murders. Uh, it was like every bad behavior you could note a man came out on that on that day, which is something I see regularly. Yeah, yeah. 
You know what I mean? And, and I think part of it's because it was I'm only going to do this for 30 days. And well, yeah, because you can white knuckle anything for a short term, especially if there's like you know a prize on the line. But like making so, making a long term change is different, you know. Have you have you? So what's your plan? Like we we talked about the carnivore diet, but what's your plan on day 31? Like, are you maybe going to be carnivore for 45 days? Are you just going to play it by ear? I, if, I think what'll happen is is I will just go off of a 30 day carnivore challenge, and then I'm just going to eat what I eat. If that okay. makes sense, it's like there, there there's no like. I'm not going to have rules around what I eat, but I'm going to know more about how my body operates and what kind of fuel sources I should be preferring and even what like like how I feel. And so, what, yeah, maybe on day 31, maybe that's the day I do have a pancake with the kids. What day are you done? Do you know? Uh, actually, I don't. I haven't even looked at a calendar. That's actually I, I, the reason I asked you. It's probably a really good thing you don't know what day you're done. Yeah. Because if you did, I was going to call you a liar. <laughs> Because if you're like if you're like trying to fly the flag of I don't really care I'm going to eat what I eat I'm not really sure and then I'm like when are you done and you're like March 18th at 12:01 a.m. Yeah. Okay, Joe. What are you going to eat at 12:01 a.m.? But that's my answer. Like I don't have something I've picked out. That's that's not the point of this. You know what I mean? Like it right now it's strict rules. Yes, I have very strict rules. I will not break them. And I'm just telling you from my experience thus far, I don't really have the urge to break them either. So that makes them a lot easier to follow. When I get done with this thing, I mean, will I eat a vegetable? Yeah, maybe. I'm not going yeah, to go out. I'm not go out of my way to get them. You it's know not I mean? like on. It's not like on Thursday, March the nineteenth, twenty twenty, at twelve yeah. one a.m. You're going to suck down a Coca Cola. Yeah. Like you're not. You're not. You're just going to eat. So on that day. If you wanted, uh, I don't know, a steak for breakfast, you would eat a steak for breakfast. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, my experience in, in what seems to be working for me would tend that that's probably a safe bet. Okay, fair you enough. I'm just, I'm just curious how you're going to navigate that because I think people forget about um, and and if this is one bite of information I would pay attention to for the podcast, it would be what I'm about to say. One of the worst things I think a person can do is accomplish your goal. Mm-hmm. And and I don't mean that literally, but even though I kind of do, it's it's it, it's how to navigate the what next. Yeah. Right. Like, what do you do after you accomplish your goal? I don't think people think about that. Like, I think they're so consumed with crossing the finish line that when you cross it, what then? Because life goes on. Yeah. Like you've got another you're you've got another you're you're forty one years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. You last your thirty days, you did your goal, but you got a whole bunch of days after that that you have to survive. Well and, and it's been suggested that maybe I try going vegan for a month. And it's like that's not why I got into this. I'm not trying to compare notes from one camp to the next to the next. At no point yeah. in my life have I ever been like, you know, it would be really it would make sense for me to be vegan. That's just not the way my life has been. I mean, I grew up like in the sticks of Wisconsin. We were basically hunters. So we always had meat in the freezer. I, I, I hunted game. I hunted deer. I fished. You know, we we, but, <laughs> we shot ducks and geese. That's, like, that's, that, that's, that's part of that's, like where I'm at. So nowhere in my journey was there this moment of just like, vegan seems to make sense for you. And nowhere in my experience with nutrition and all the different things that I've tried, trying to dial things in over the years, has led me towards that as a solution for what I'm dealing with. But back up on that a second. You know what that says to me about society? 
I don't know who who recommended this to you or if it was a couple of people, but it shows you how pre-programmed we are to believe that everything is a a fad mm-hmm. or b a short-term type of thing. Yeah. Because if you're if you're the type of person that's going to go carnivore, you better go vegan next. Then you better go on the zone. Then you better go on because no, everybody gets a vote. We need equal time for everybody's opinions now, right? Yep, everybody's opinions. But it's almost like you spend your life jumping from diet to diet. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you 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 need some way to define what you do. You, you want to know what would happen, Rob? If I decided to go vegan for a month, do you want to know what the outcome would be? A loss of friendship with <laughs> probably realistically nothing because I think yeah. you could adapt to any diet for a month. It's only a month. The human body can go weeks without food at all. Yeah. The the other thing that I would say about that, and and I want to make it clear, I've got nothing wrong with a vegan diet. So so my thing of ending my friendship with you, um, <laughs> Joe. Clearly, I've got a lot of vegan friends. I think the problem with a lot of these things is is not only can your body adapt, but how much are you willing to embrace the spirit of the diet? Yeah. And what I mean by that is uh, people expect me to hate the vegan diet because I eat a lot of meat. I actually don't, provided the person's eating cashews, macadamia nuts, almonds, peanuts. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, Bobby, because I agree with that, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not even going to put that kavat on there. I would. I, I have great friends who are vegans. I think that's fantastic for them. It makes sense for them. And, and they, they have their own way of dealing with the particular challenges of that diet. I don't even care if they're not getting adequate protein, if they're not trying to shove their new nutrition down my throat. You no, know what I mean? Like that's I, the big thing for me. It's like they can waste away if that's what they want to do, you know. Or, you know, like I said, the, the people I know take this very seriously and they, and they supplement what they need to supplement and they've figured out ways to make it work. And that's awesome. And I applaud that. It's hard. It, and I, I, I appreciate their dedication. Yeah, I, I hear you. I guess what I was trying to say is I have a problem with Subway vegans. Yes. And yeah. what I mean by that is you're going vegan because you want to be healthier because you believe meat is unhealthy. But your entire vegan diet is cupcakes and mm-hmm. Jemima syrup and Subway for lunch and dinner. Like you can't, you can't behave like that. Yeah. Well, actually you can, you can do whatever you want to do. What I'm saying is, is there's a big difference between that vegan diet and another vegan diet. Now to bring it back to the carnivore, there's a difference between eating grass fed, grass finished, antibiotic free, steroid free, hormone free meat and eating the meat with the pink slime in it from McDonald's. That actually brings up another question that I've gotten is, do I eat organ meats? Because in order to get a balanced nutrient profile, if you're going to be a carnivore, you have to eat organ meats. Okay. And I'll tell you right now, my answer is no, because I don't care for them. Okay. All right. I'm also only doing this for a month. If I was, if I was going to say, you know what, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be a strict carnivore. Eventually down the line, there would be some nutrient deficiencies that I would run into. And the solution would have to be probably eating organ meats. Okay. So then, then you're going for by organ meats. You mean like kidneys, liver, liver. heart, yep. uh, uh, fish eyeballs. <laughs> yes. 
I'm just I, I want to make sure you get your college in the eyes of a newt <laughs> or your wrestling or whatever whatever you need but like but like no, I, you, I think in, in a longer time frame like those are the kinds of yeah. things that have to happen you know what I mean yep. like like you have to really get into it and, you, and and for health and longevity which I think is the reason a lot of people really start to focus on their diet is because they believe that there is an optimal human diet and I honestly just don't think there is because, again, I believe our bodies will adapt to whatever's in front of them. That's why there are, are Inuits who have lived off of a strict keto diet for generations. And then there are people in other parts of the world who have been mostly vegan for generations. Yeah, they're fine. And they're fine. And, 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 I, and I, I would posit that given enough time, they could probably even cross over and be well enough. Probably not optimal, but well enough to survive. Because your body doesn't care about optimal. Your body only cares about whether you're still breathing or not, realistically. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it makes complete sense. Um, but it, it comes back to, you know, the organ meat thing's interesting because it comes back to whatever diet you're on, good, healthy food. Yeah. Uh, as little pesticides as you can. Uh, you know, it, it's like funny, the people that, that, that yell at me because there's hormones in my meat. But their carrot or their lettuce <laughs> is dipped in Roundup. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, what's, what's the stuff they put on the wheat that they they, they they molded with the wheat so it would be Roundup resistant? Was it glycosate? I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, and it's hard to find actual wheat. And there's this whole theory now that people actually aren't gluten uh, intolerant they're actually allergic to the glyphosate. Like if they were to have real just wheat, which you can't apparently find anymore. Oh, yeah, because the, the strains of wheat that we have are not like natural strains of wheat either. Yeah, and, <laughs> and let me tell you, Roundup kills everything. Grass, flowers, pets, children. Uh, Governments. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's a, it's a real thing. I don't know how good it is to eat something that's Roundup resistant. Like yeah. that sounds – unless I become what I eat and then I am resistant to the Roundup. That sounds like a like a bad 80s horror movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, my – Toxic my, Avenger going on here. Yeah, but my point <laughs> – you can't, you can't criticize me for the hormones in my meat when your stuff's you know, made by Montesanto. And and but, but my thing is like why do did, why did people even want to do that in the first place? You know, that's like when you were having all your stomach trouble, yep. right? You, you were dealing with a with a very terrible infectious disease, and people were like, "See, you should totally go vegan." Like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Anything, but people reach for it, and so. But it, it's also that type of person, Joe, and this is the type of person that drives me nuts. The person who can't get their own eating under control, but feels the need to criticize everybody else's. Yeah, there's yeah. there's people yeah. like this I know who have a gut that hang over their pants, mm -hmm. or who have terrible skin caused by their diet, or who have a terrible eating disorder, or who are just metabolically broken that constantly just spew vitriol at other people's choices. Yeah, yeah. drives me crazy. It's like leave it alone. Why are you criticizing? It's no different at that point than 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 the person who's who's overweight by twenty pounds and not fit at all. That's going to criticize everything I do in the gym. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the guy who can't do three pull ups 
but it's going to come over and tell you why your whole program's wrong and the only thing you should ever use again is a TRX strap. <laughs> Joe, you're trying, like, I, I just I'm laughing because there's, there's this whole thing of like creating some new piece of obscure equipment and acting like that's the the golden ticket to being really fit. It's no, like, <laughs> no, I call them I call them kettlebell people in like 1999. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have a problem with kettlebells, but well. If you were a kettlebell person in 1999, I probably didn't like you yeah. because you came to the public gym with your kettlebell and then you sat in the corner with your kettlebell and wouldn't use all the other equipment and then would go and harass all the other members how they're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that they will never be fit without the magical kettlebell. And I'd be like, what the fuck's a kettlebell? <laughs> It would tell me that it was this thing, and but I'm I'm just I, and and just at root value. I mean, I even asked somebody once. This was in in Canada. I go, why are you even here if you hate all this equipment so much? Yeah. Like, why did you bring your kettlebell in here? If this was the case, I'll tell you another funny story, Joe. And you'll like this. I was at the university uh, uh, weight room. Okay. We had a nice one at University of Western Ontario, and and there was these powerlifters who were in there. I, I call them powerlifters. I don't know if they actually were. And they would come in the gym. And they didn't like the music they would play, so they brought their own boombox. Remember the old? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And, yes. And they would put in. They would put I in a set tape, and it was it was always Rust in Peace, Megadeth, <laughs> or Ride the Lightning, Metallica. Like this was before the days of Corn and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's the old Motley like, Crew, Knock 'em Dead, kid. <laughs> they could <laughs> fine, right? And these dudes had like the Zubass pants. And had the you know the flared zebra ones I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, oh, that's exactly what popped into my head when you said that. They had the fanny packs. They had shirts with skulls on them. Probably a couple of misfit shirts. Yeah. And I remember these dudes were squatting, and they set up a video camera, like a like VHS, school, yeah. like on a tripod, and they were squatting. And these guys had lectured me before on how my training program was all wacky, mm-hmm. and I watched them with chalk draw a big circle around the squat cage and in the middle of it they wrote circle of rage <laughs> oh my god this is like what this is one of my favorite workout memories ever and, and they went in and i watched these guys do the smelling salts slap each other scream and go in the circle of rage and there was a moment i'll admit where i wondered if the circle of rage could work for me i was like I'd be strong and then I watched one of them max out on a back squat at 315 and then I decided never to enter the circle of rage again (laughs) but it was that kind of thing where they were so into it that their way was the way and and by the way the type of guy who would tell you I'm cultivating my belly because it helps me with balance and lifting and I'm like, you can only back squat 315. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Like, this is worth it for – it's that type of person with the diet that I have an issue with. You know, the person that – I'm a powerlifting specialty. Well, if you're going to be a powerlifter specialty, you better be really strong, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Or the person that says, I don't run weights because it's going to ruin my marathon time. Well, what's your marathon time? Six hours. Jesus. yeah. yeah. 
You know, I'm fairly JoJo and Max. Could, <laughs> <laughs> hey, JoJo, do that on her little balance bike for sure. Scooting right you know what I feel? So that's kind of the, the, the interesting thing. Um, do you have any advice for anyone out there who's going to start this thing? I mean, plan, plan ahead. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to grill a steak, grill four because you're going to eat them. Because I will tell you, I have noticed some people asking you some questions. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should do this now. I mean, again, I, I'm not I'm not out here preaching that this is a good thing to do because I feel like it is pretty extreme. You know, it's something that I, I feel like I needed to do. And it, it already just so happened to exist as this carnivore diet. And there's already a huge number of people that adhere to it. I've, I've had a lot of people say, hey, I've been carnivore for months now and I've lost weight and I feel better. And I've had people say I've been carnivore for over a year. And that's cool. That's great. I don't know that I'm going to run that long with this. I do know, I will tell you, just even halfway through this thing, I can tell you with, with certainty, I will be mostly carnivore probably the rest of my life. Good, I like it. You know, I, but I, I, again, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do for me, and so that's what I would encourage people. If this is something that you're attracted to, sit with that for a while. Like, examine that. Why? What is it about this that, that seems to make sense for you? And if you can answer that question, start tinkering. I will also tell you that if you put a picture of yourself up with your shirt off and ripped at the end of this, you'll have a bunch of people that'll try it. Oh, yeah, for real. Because they'll think they found the answer, despite listening to the podcast. Yeah, and what I'm telling them, this isn't the answer. There's no magic answer. No, that ain't going to matter. Look at that dude. He's ripped. <laughs> you know what, you yeah. know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm gonna, I, I will be that ripped, and I'm going to take a picture of me with like a popsicle, and I'm going to post it as the 30-day popsicle diet. You... <laughs> you you gotta you gotta you guys if you don't know who this is you can look it up you need to photoshop your head on michael hearn's body <laughs> you, need, you need to put this up spend some time on it because you're pretty good at photoshop but make it look real put this up and be like this is in 30 days of the, of the carnivore diet and just see what happens oh <laughs> i love it this, this sounds like something fun. So the people who listen to the podcast, uh, the people in our inner circle, they'll know what's up. Just yeah, play along. Just, <laughs> I, would, I would love it if you put that up for like a day being like, hey, 30-day carnivore diet. And it's <laughs> over. I made a tremendous change. Oh, you know? man. Because you will have some people promise you that will inquire. Oh. You know? Or you'll get the, you're on steroids for sure, Joe. <laughs> That's what I'll do next, the 30-day steroid challenge. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd die. Because, because steroids work that fast, too. I know. But that's what you people, know what I mean? You get kid those comments on your Instagram, and it's like people have no idea how these things even work. Well, like, oh, yeah, he just, yeah. just took one shot, and he became Jack. That's how it happens. No, He didn't you know, work it. It's like, you know, really, really what it is, Joe, is people have to believe that – you did something that they didn't do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just comes down to that there's got to be some trick you had that there's no way this could possibly be the fact that you've done a million push-ups and pull-ups in your life. Yeah. Can't be that. Got to be something else. By the way, what's really amusing to me is the people who accuse you of being on steroids but are on testosterone themselves from their doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, it's not any different. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. There was a guy. Did you see the comment that was put up uh, yesterday? 
On, on what? He, he tagged you in it, in, in one of my things. And he was like, I'm a bodybuilder and I've done steroids for years. And I know you did steroids. I went through your whole profile. You eat Doritos and you gained weight back too fast after you got sick. I'm like, holy shit. I fired this guy up to the point that he must have spent five hours on my Instagram. Wow. Trying to write a message. And I'm like, dude, chill out. Yeah. Relax. Like, and, and it's not even whether I am on steroids or I'm not on steroids. I'm not, by the way. But whether I am or I'm not isn't even the problem. It's the problem that you took this much time to care. So that's why you got to put a picture of you on Michael Hearn's body. Yeah. Or or the real chef rush. <laughs> put your face on his body and be like, look at my transformation. <laughs> With a, with, a, with, a, with a phrase that says never give up put your before and after I would, I would die so this has been fun Joe um, yeah. remember you guys we are sponsored by 10,000 uh, look them up uh, go to their website uh, get yourself some gear use the code Maximus15 that's again Maximus15 get yourself some shorts and some shirts things like that and then go to Lalo Tactical, Lalo.com. Use the code Maximus20. Get yourself the Maximus shoes. And uh, we will see you uh, next week. And make sure you follow along with Joe at Joe underscore Cebula, C-E-B-U-L-A, to track his progress. Because you're the last of a dying breed.